Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. I'm Ian. And on this episode, some playing, some thinking, some doing. And uh, Ryan, what is, you hear a train coming in? What's going on this episode? Here we go. We got the hype train coming in. We've got the Meeple Dungeon, Rob and Anna Marie. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories, amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. And welcome back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. We're going to go into some, I don't think it's much uh, um, doing and thinking. It's more playing because everyone's got some stuff to talk about. So Ian, I think it's your turn to go first. Okay. So guess what I did? I (laughs) played a game with people (gasps) in my basement. What? It was awesome. Did the health authorities come and break up your party? No, man, we're we're all well within the rules. Yay! We it's can see the nice. light of the tunnel. Yeah, we all have our shots, and the government <laughs> opened up, opened up the restrictions. So it's funny because hey. everyone's going to go, what was it like, man? Tell me. It's been <laughs> so long. It was pretty cool. We broke out Terraforming Mars. Because I was thinking, well, we want to do one that we're all familiar with, something that I've been itching to play that's not a two-person person game per se so terraforming mars it was and it was awesome and did you play with any of the expansions no we decided not to push it we were like <laughs> you know what it's we're all pretty rusty let's just <laughs> stick with what we know four player and there we go yeah we had four player it was a four player game and uh did you guys do the draft to begin with or did you just heck no <laughs> no i'm anti-draft with terraforming mars what what Absolutely. You don't want an hour game before you even start the game? Not really. No. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, see, uh, Terraforming Mars, I mean, I, I appreciate its engine buildingness, but I never was one that really got like hooked in big time. I, I, you know, I think I prefer, as far as that whole city building, I like underwater cities, for me at least. Yeah. Well, you, well, you were the one, Norm, that got me hooked into terraforming. Mars. I know, I know. You're, you're like, come play this game. It was like right before Christmas break. You're like, come play this game. It's so awesome. Look yeah. at what you can do. Yeah, it was awesome. It was. Uh, I think I got it, one of the it, first. Oh, I, I guess. I guess. I guess the key, key word was was was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, oh, you're so fickle. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's that. I think it's just adult ADD, right? It was just sort of like, <laughs> okay, being there, done that. Let's go to the next toy, right? So, yeah. Rob um, and Marie, do you guys like? Are you Terraforming Mars fans, or? I yeah, do, I do like it. Yeah. 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 We have <laughs> most of the expansions, or maybe all of them. Don't play with all of them. No, but there's one specific yeah. one we we have as a must play. Uh, I forget what it's called, but the one that gives you the starting kind of. Uh, oh yeah. Amp- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Correction. We did play with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that yeah. one's kind of yeah. You uh, it kickstarts the game a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kickstarts. Yeah, it's, yeah. We use that a lot, but other than that, it's kind of in and out. Ryan's ears just perked up when I said kickstart. <gasps> Not what we're talking what? about, Ryan. What? Yeah. what? Is there a kickstarter coming out? <laughs> you can see the blood vessels in his temples just increase as the blood flow just surged. It was like, <gasps> yeah. Cool. And I really, um, I really enjoyed Terraforming Mars. Did it really matter who won, or should, or was everybody uh, got fun? It might have been my wife. I don't remember. <laughs> so everybody had fun then, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool, Ryan. Okay, 
I've been playing a little game called The Initiative by Corey Kanitska and by his new publishing company, Unexpected Games, because Corey Kanitska was the guy who kind of did a whole lot of the big projects over at Fantasy Flight Games, like Twilight Imperium and Star Wars Rebellion, some of our favorite games that we've played. And then he kind of branched off, started doing his own thing. And his first self-published title here is The Initiative, which has been a really interesting what they how they uh, advertise it is that it's a strategy co-op um, code breaking type of game where you're going to be playing through the game um, it's really simple card play kind of like um, always have to play one card higher or a, at least one card higher onto the four action spots and what you're really trying to do is you're trying to collect clue tokens because every game has a puzzle it'll have some sort of question and everything's behind these like hieroglyphic like symbols and then your clue tokens will say okay you can uncover that symbol now and then a letter or a number or a symbol or something's going to get uncovered Mm -hmm. and then you play a game until you think that you know what the answer is going to say because there you are on a clock like you're only going through the deck of cards once and then the discard pile gets shuffled and then some special end of game timer cards get shuffled in and as soon as so many of those cards get revealed then your game is over over like you don't even get a chance to guess at what the puzzle is and so like the first few puzzles were really quite i would say for myself was intuitive um i knew what the puzzle was trying to get at um the later ones not as much but they were still really fun to try to figure out but what's really been kind of like our drawing point to this game has been the uh the meta story behind the scenes um, what you're doing is you're playing kind of through this interactive, they call it an interactive comic book. It's kind of like a choose your own adventure type thing, but you have to do something in order to turn the page or you have to do something like that. But then there's hidden messages <laughs> and codes inside of those comic book pages. And there's some overall story that's going on. And it's been a lot of fun. We've completed 11 out of the 14 missions for that tell the story. Wow. And then, but there's also, there's, there's a lot more stuff that's inside that box that I'm pretty sure is going to open up after the campaign up because with only like three missions left to go, there's a lot of content <laughs> left in the box. <laughs> Your teacher brain's going, no, 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 that can't be. There's way more. There's way there's more. more there's more stuff coming on. Yeah. So, uh, I think this one would be, I think Ian would really enjoy this one because you do like puzzles and code breaking mm-hmm. and ciphers and all that kind of stuff. I will say the box cover looks sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like it, with, with little trace of like the spy woman's head and all the stuff going on inside there. It yeah. looks pretty cool. The, uh, I have a question for you, Ryan, because I know you have a background in the comic book, uh, uh, back, you know, thing going on. Is, uh, did that have like this kind of, you know, two two hobbies kind of breaching into one? No, it's it's, it's a separate storyline. Okay, like it, it was just it was just a medium for yeah. him to tell the story. Was it an interesting uh, choice of uh, delivery mechanism? I guess because you yeah, play, you play kids playing a game, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. The the, the story is actually pretty meta itself. That you are the story is um, these teenagers find this game called the key. And so we are playing the teenagers playing that game is essentially what the story of this game is going on. And yeah, no, it, it, it's really been an interesting thing. Like we haven't seen a game do what this is doing as it's, as it's first installment. I, I don't know if he's going to continue trying to explore this type of Avenue, but cool. it's definitely a really interesting. Now the puzzles themselves, like the code breaking itself not super complex yeah but that's also coming from a guy who like you know i studied ciphers in university like i did like the cryptography um like honors class type of thing where you did wow. <laughs> what a humble <laughs> brag there that, right 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 just just kind of really it's the only thing about university i actually do remember <laughs> but rob and marie have you have you heard yeah. of this one yeah, we have it sitting on the shelf right behind us here, and we've been trying to play it for like a month. Just hasn't. Um, it just happened. hasn't. 
happened. But not having that, you know, university ciphering experience, I'm glad it's not that intense. Yeah. It might yeah. leave it open for the rest of us who are just <laughs> no okay at codes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's good. Honestly, what, what it, it's really good at introducing people to those those very um, simple, um, straightforward types of ciphers that you can have out there that people can decode messages with. Like, yeah. like a, spoiler alert, I guess, or something like that. Like they, they introduce you to the substitution where like, hey, letters re- represent other letters in the alphabet or the, I, um, the symbology. As you're talking about this, all I'm thinking is like, yeah, it's like national treasure. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It's pretty much it. Yeah, except I I don't know the the geeky name titles, but uh, hey, so uh, another question because you like Corey as a designer, are there Corey isms in this game that you're noticing? This is, a, so far? This, is this is a completely different thing than he's ever done. Really? Cause, well, because I like what we really like. What I know him as is like the Star Wars rebellion yeah. guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Twilight Imperium and other big things that he did at Fantasy Flight Games. This is actually very different. And from what I understand, I, somebody will probably comment on Twitter, social media, or something like that. But I think this was a um, like a rejected fantasy flight game. Like I think he pitched this game to fantasy flight games, but they weren't interested in making this. Mm. And so, kind of like maybe that springboard. I, I don't know. But now he's actually had the app. He now has the opportunity to bring it out. Yeah. With having his new con- his new uh, publishing company. So did he make the publishing company? specifically to get to launch this game then is this his first title i'm i'm on conjecture <laughs> I am, i'm saying yeah. i'm i'm saying that but uh yeah but, but it sounds like there was other things that were going on in the background too at fantasy flight and asmo day and sure, sure. Yeah. type of all that that kind of stuff but now this gives him the avenue to the creative freelance yeah. you know just like music every band there's going to be a solo breakout right <laughs> someone's got to do a solo album Right, you know, Kiss. They all did their own solo albums. I mean, they they went plywood. You know, that that might be the best analogy for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Gene Simmons album was horrible. Oh yeah, yeah. It's. I think I heard it in an elevator last time. So, um, my turn. I finally got to play, and again, Ian. I, I can I can appreciate your enthusiasm because um, I uh, opened up I, I got rid of a vehicle out of my garage and uh, I had this ability to have some huge open space garage door open and, uh, and and the side door open and there's a nice big breeze coming through and I thought there's enough room for a board game table right in the middle here we're gonna have some open air gaming um, and of course I always check with my wife because, I'm an idiot. And, um, and she's like, Oh yeah, no, you guys are fine. And I mean, it was a big four foot table that I, that I made up and good distance and comfortable. Right. So Dave came over from board on the air and we play undaunted Normandy. And uh, this is the predecessor to undaunted North Africa that won, I think they won the board game geek uh, uh, war game award, I think, or something like that. Something like that. And uh yeah, it's uh, let me get the details here. It is designed by Trevor Benjamin and David Thompson, published by Osprey Games. I'm digging that publishing company. Um, and it is World War II. Um, you're basically hitting Normandy Beach, and it is a scenario kind of booklet campaign you're going through. And uh, much like all of these um, campaign developed games, the first scenario, it's all scaffolded learning, right? The first scenario is, okay, let's start you out with, you know, with baby steps. Here's the, the basic uh, deck building card set. So you'll have, and how this works is so cool. You have your terrain or different tiles, double-sided tiles that you can, each scenario, you can build your map. Um, there are victory point kind of waypoints um, that you can designate. Uh, each tile has its own, depending on the, the image on it, it'll have its own defense uh, a natural defense number, like a forest will have a big defense number and open field will have zero defense. So your terrain will have strategic points of defense and attack as it's being built. Now, how do you move uh, um, your, your people on the board? It's, it's a deck builder. So 
you have your your divisions. You have your riflemen. You have your scouts. You have your machine gunners. You have your you know uh, platoon sergeants, um, and all of these cards. Uh, without getting really deep into the, into turning this into a review, but these cards um, act on the board in a system where you have like a pog that represents rifleman A. You have another pog that rep- represents rifleman B, and each card. It's one of these multi-use card systems where. Um, a rifleman can either move, attack, control, and uh, I forget what the other one was, but they have all these options that once you have them in your hand and you have a hand of four, and one of those cards is your initiative. So on your turn, you will potentially be able to play three cards. Um, and like every good deck builder, you have to have something that clogs your hand. Now, what clogs your hand in this case is a card called Fog of War. And when your scout goes... Uh, exploring the terrain to open it up and have it be navigable for your rifleman. I said a big word, navigable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the th- when your scout opens up new new areas, you have to take a fog of war card. Now the scout also has an ability where uh, I think it's called recon, where you play the recon, you get rid of your fog of war, and you're able to draw up a card. So there's a mechanism to get rid of this. You know, this fatigue, this, this battle fatigue, I guess, is what it, you know, thematically represents. Um, and, uh, we, yeah, we had a chance to play a really good first scenario, and uh, I'm all in. I'm, go, I'm going to buy the North Africa because this is awesome. If you like deck building, and, I mean, I'm going to talk about the variability. There's, it's, there's, there's so much ability to have... Uh, uh, different scenarios, different st- strategic games. And I've often heard people say that because it's a two-person game that they'll play it and then they'll switch decks, right? You play the Germans, I'll, I'll play the Americans and they'll switch decks to see, you know, let me try this strategy because I, I have obliterated you on that one. So, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Anybody, have you ever had any knowledge or playtime on, on Daunted Normandy? Am I all alone in this one? No, uh, for years, and I need it. It's actually (laughs) wish list. So when I'm looking at what uh, gifts to look for for Christmas and birthdays, every like I see that I'm like, okay, is that going to be this time? (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. We just don't know when. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, this is one I've always been intrigued in because it has like a a little bit of a smaller uh, footprint. To it like it's just like some decks of cards and then you just got those just those simple tiles that kind of snap together to create your battlefield look it looks looks re- it always looked really interesting a lot of people talk about it like it's a really good two-player um war game ish uh yeah experience like the like the two I, I don't know the tweezer playing war gamers will probably think that this is really light but i mean hey Call, if you want to call it an entry-level war game system, fine. It's fun. And the history teacher in me uh, was really appreciative of the each card had an image, and it was like a hand-drawn kind of image, but it had an actual soldier from that campaign uh, as an homage oh. in this uh, in this system. Because I believe that, I mean, both Trevor and, uh, and Dave, awesome designers, but just from following uh, David Thompson on Twitter, um, he's a, a real historian, uh, you know, when it comes to these, pardon me, these games. And uh, I can see the, the empathy and uh, the, the respect that was given the, you know, the content. So I, I appreciate it in that manner too. Super cool. cool. This, would, this would probably remind Ian a lot of probably like memoir 44 ish, but without yeah, like, definitely. But without like the little miniatures yeah. and the board, yeah. Uh, and you use dice. Like there's there's dice in the game. And again, I'm not a big fan of randomness. But when we talked about input output, you have the ability to to make those you know result numbers a little bit better by by having a good strategic uh, 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 choices in the game. So yeah, that was my undaunted Normandy. Osprey Games, cool. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. 
swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. And we are back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. We're going into a new series uh, that I'm that I'm really. Uh, this is so much fun. Uh, Ryan, why don't you why don't you take the handles on this, uh, Mister Engineer Ryan? Sure. So, <laughs> we're gonna go on. We're gonna hop aboard the hype train. But we had I had to have a little Aussie in there because we have Rob and Anna Marie here. And- <laughs> And uh, yes, we're going to bring in on the hype train, the Meeple Dungeon themselves. We've got Rob and Anna Marie here from, well, the Meeple Dungeon, but also contributors to the What You've Been Playing Wednesday podcast here. Welcome, you two. Thanks Thank you. for uh, having us. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what was it? The first installment was with the Friday, Friday Night, Night Game. Yeah. Yeah. The Friday Night Game guys. So this will be the second installment. Go for it. So before you guys start, I'll just, just for people who jump in, I'll give a quick, uh, uh, you know, explanation of what the hype train in, uh, is. And uh, it's it's your ability to make us spend some money because we'll be, you know, purchasing. No, um, it's the ability for somebody to come on and talk about a game from the past that uh, that needs more respect or needs, or because there's such, there's so many games coming out, a game that just got forgotten and should not be forgotten because it's such a good game. So we want to, we want to get, we want to get good, important games back on the hype train. So that's what this, that's what the segment's about. Um, we're going to pitch it back to you guys. Who, who gets to go first? I think I'll jump in here first. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we've, we've kept these games secret from you guys and from each other. Ooh. So uh, Ooh, nice. I'm very curious to see how this goes, but um Okay, so with mine, I think it it's oddly very on point for me, for people that know me really personally, but kind of on the surface, it might not seem that way. So the game I'm going to talk about is a 2017 title, and it is from Renegade Games and Fever Games. It's a two to four player game. Uh, any ideas? it's a tile laying game and it's two to four player but i really 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 prefer this with two more like a chess style uh games this one is topiary now topiary is (laughs) i don't know anyone that has it other than us and (laughs) we bought it um at an auction for next to nothing, I think. It was like five bucks or something that we got it for. And we bought it almost with just intent of playing it with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it even sat for a while. Like it sat on the shelf for a year, maybe, even after we bought it. And one day we decided to bust it out and play it with our, at the time he was six or seven years old. And so, have you guys played this? I don't know. Not sure. No, nope. I've heard seen of it. the cover. So I've, cute. Yeah. Yep. I yeah, have, I've seen little... this game on the shelves. I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, oddly enough, it is kind of on point for me because I am a horticulturist and I do this kind of stuff, but a lot of people don't know that. Um, I'm a gardener. Okay. <laughs> The, just the, the, the part that just intrigued me when I saw this the first time, and again, this is the, back, the dark background to me, is I saw this one, oh, cute, an Edward Scissorhands game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah, kind of. So the way it works is you're, you're kind of constructing, do you guys know what topiary is? Like the oh, yeah. act of, yeah, okay, uh, molding a plant to make it look like something. Um, in this game, you have visitors that are coming to this like fancy garden with all these topiary designs in it. And the idea is to make the greatest sight lines possible through here. So you want to see like a small one and then a slightly bigger one and a slightly Ooh. bigger one than that all the way across the board. And you have a five by five grid made of these tiles. And in the game, there are, uh, there are, 
there's a lot of different tiles. Eight, oh, eight different sculpts, and there's levels one to five of each sculpt. But in a two-player game, you actually remove one set of five altogether. And then you randomly take 25 of these tiles, lay them out in a five by five grid with the center tile flipped up. Yeah. So you just see what it is. And then you get dealt a hand of three tiles. So the way the game works is you have eight visitors, little meeples that are coming to look at this stuff. And you're gonna place a meeple on the edge of the board in one of 56 different spots on the board. So you can look diagonally across the board, straight up the board, straight across the board, oh. any direction you want. Even you could be on the, just the corner and look just straight across the corner, right? So you're only <laughs> looking at one tile. And the objective, yeah, is to lay out tiles in a line of your meeple from the smallest to the greatest size. So you hmm. can score the most points that way. And then what you do is you place a meeple down and then you're gonna take one of the tiles in its line of sight mm -hmm. and you're gonna Take it to your hand and you're now going to have four tiles in your hand. And you're going to decide on which one of those four you want to put back down into that slot. And the strategy in this game is insane. I didn't, I didn't understand quite, quite uh, at first the strategy and, and how deep it is. But every time you put down this meeple, you're flipping over yeah, one uh, that you select from the line of sight. And then you uh, place down another one in the hopes that you're going to create this line of oh, wow. the largest. But then I come in. Then <laughs> and throws that on its head because she puts one down on another spot and decides to throw down a big five in front of my one, right? And now my, my one meeple is looking at a level one topiary and a level five, and that's it. So you can't see over top of that level five. So you're only going to score six points there. One point for the small okay. one and five for the big one. But the more you can see across, the more points you're going to get. One, two, three, four, five points. And then also, the more of the same type you can see in that line, you're going to get extra points. So if oh, you can wow. see three dinosaurs in that line, then you're going to get an extra point per dinosaur <laughs> and so forth. But it's all these different angles that you can place your meeples at to decide on where you, what, what uh, tile you want to flip over. Because you could sacrifice one of your meeples to mm -hmm. see maybe only get three points in hoping that you can help out the previous meeple you laid down score more by, you know, placing one meeple in a, in a spot where he's going to get next to no points, but you're able to manipulate a tile in the line of sight of a different meeple. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and head over in hope that you can really increase the points of that one meeple's line of sight, even though you might be sacrificing that guy to see only one, two, three points, something like that. So it's it's super cool. And what do you think? Do you, you like this game? Too? I love this game. Yeah. It's funny because we first, um, like you said, we, we picked it up at this auction thing. Like, oh, you see the cover and it's this little cute plant dinosaur, like little hmm. T-Rex. And you're like, oh, let's get that for the boys. Like, I think it'll be something they'll like to play. And then we play and we're like, oh, I mean, yes, they, he can play, but it's like the crazy. strategy. Oh, it's very it's crunchy. Also so crunchy. It's unreal. It, it, like he can play at a base level right now, but like we can really get into it with yeah. you know, with strategy. It's it's so much fun. And Ryan, like yeah. for you being <laughs> Mr. Puzzle Solver, targy person, you know, this game has lots of that style of gameplay in it, or the the decision making yeah. is huge, just like that in Targi, where you just like you sit there staring at it. Yeah. Overanalyzing it. <laughs> and yeah, but Ryan with his five cryptography degrees will be fine. That's right. <laughs> yeah, this should be a breeze for you. Um, but you think you're going to stop me here, but really, I've got seven other places I can go. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's a cool concept that you're always kind of placing one meeple down, and then your next turn trying to kind of improve that last one you put down, and then on the next turn trying to improve the one that you just put down prior to that, and it's this kind of weird snowball thing going on and yeah the the decision making is awesome and it, it's just an all-out chess match at two players at three players it was fine but i just find the the one-on-one -on -one really really shines with this one and you get more meals i think with with the two yeah, player with two player you get yeah you get eight yeah. i think and then yeah, if you three player Probably more turns yeah. yeah yeah but it sounds it, like a very timeless kind of design like it could have been made at any point totally yeah, yeah it's it 
Honestly, yeah, it, it feels like it could be, yeah, timeless is a great way, a great, great way to uh, describe it. It's, it's easy to, to, to understand how to play. The really. one, the one oh. thing that I'm noticing that I really appreciate that has nothing to do with the mechanisms or the gameplay is if I, and then you correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm looking at the meeple. Is there one of the meeples, the green one, is that a wheelchair? A person in a wheelchair? I I don't know. You know what? I'm looking at the I'm looking at the one of the screenshots and it's like that is unique. I remember looking at that one and I couldn't tell if it was like somebody crouching because all the meeples are different. Oh, you're, I think you're 100 correct. Think yeah, I think it looks like a person in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. Green. We neither of us play green, so we haven't really noticed that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're all different. What I a fantastic choice. Is, that's a totally. It's in a wheelchair. That's yeah. super cool. I never noticed that. Thank no. you, Norm. The yeah. um. And that was the only thing that, like, I agree with, with totally agree with uh, Ian's um, recognition that it's got this timeless quality. But my brain right away went, ah, no, that's pretty modern. That's 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 a very that's a very empathetic uh, publishing choice. So, yeah, wonderful on them. And it's it's super cool. And the, and I like that there's there's a lot of tiles in the game, but you're only playing with a limited amount, so you can't oh. do counting, right? So you'd be like, oh, that number five dinosaur's got to be in here somewhere, right? But maybe it might not be. So you kind of got to roll punches and kind of take what you can get when you can get it and hope for the best style kind of game. Really. Um, nice. You guys are big fans of, I, I'm totally going to mispronounce the name, but like Yinsk? Yeah, Yinch. Yeah. Yinch and Czar, yeah. Is, is, I'm looking at this abstractness and it's sort of like, it's that with, with this cute little topiary design yeah. on it it totally could be yeah it's it's just as good of a two-player chess style yeah for sure yes it's and yeah it's pretty abstract and it's something i've never seen before where it, line of sight is is the whole deal of this game and the line of sight can be in 56 different spots right That's so it's true. like which makes total sense for a garden like right yeah. if you're going to look at the different yeah, yeah you're different hoping to see of all the way up to a large one on the other side of the garden, right? But if you have a big five one right in the front, that's all you can see. What was the other? Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. No, I was I was about to say. So, um, I'm assuming you probably know about a game like uh, photosynthesis. That's oh yeah, a, yeah. That's a you know, where the tall to short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that one actually has like the actual like physical, like three dimensional. Yes, yes. The three dimensional. You guys probably have that. We have we have photosynthesis, but total spoiler alert: this game's better than photosynthesis. Nice. Yeah. You've heard it here, folks. Oh <laughs> man, okay. I'm writing this, this down. Game, I gotta get this game. <laughs> this game is rated a six point seven on BGG, which is not bad yeah but i give it an eight for sure and it's overall ranking of 2540 oh it's a hidden gem yeah and so i there's no way there's 2539 better games than this <laughs> i like it's, that interpretation yeah it's uh it's great i yeah I, I can't recommend it enough honestly a three player and more was fine but two player awesome yeah cool Ian, you're the, you're the abstract. Do you, you like your abstracts, don't you? Yeah, for yeah, for the most part. And does, does this uh, does this itch the brain part? Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. Like I, and it's cheap. I, <laughs> yeah. Like it is. Like you, it's only like you, you got three teachers that went up like meerkats. What? It's cheap. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, no. Like like I said, it it seems like a really classic design idea. It is is also quite unique. Yeah, it's simple and unique, um, and yeah, it's yeah. just great. And, and crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. And I think, and I think it was that 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 aesthetic in the very beginning when I saw this on the, on the game shelves at the store and everything. You kind of like what Norm said. Like, oh, that looks kind of cute, but that probably is not in my. It's probably not in my wheelhouse. I like dinky, crunchy games and <laughs> big, big, sprawling epics. This is not in my wheelhouse and anything like that. Now, that's what exactly what this show is for. <laughs> I, the I, hype I, train. I, I got it in my cart right now <laughs> on 401 Games. Yes. It's funny because you know, that's exactly the same reaction that we had. It was like, oh, this looks cute. I think it'd be great for the kids. And then look yeah. what it turned into. Like, it was, yeah, it was a definitely we a good find. We play it all the time. Yeah. It's good. And it's just it's good. 
you know, the artwork isn't childish, no. but it's no. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More, I would say that's on the, yeah, not childish, but yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. 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 It's cool. It's good. So folks listening to this podcast, if you need that one extra game to get yourself to free shipping yes. on, one of these, on one of these websites, totally. this one looks like this one looks like it can fill that itch right now. We've yeah, just I, created I a new like Ryan just created Ryan a new just category. Made an order. Yeah. He's gonna it, cut it, it, it did, it got me to free shipping. Yeah. 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 Ryan just created the category of it's a cart filler. It's a good cart filler game. Yeah. <laughs> My goal was to at least get one of you. So uh, I'm, I'm it's, it's, it's not hard with me. Yeah. <laughs> you got him that hello. Yeah. <laughs> Topiary. Topiary. Yeah. Here, let me run through. I'll just get the details again for those people who, who are like, oh man, I got to buy this on my phone now. Um, it's designed by Danny Devine. Devine. Uh, the artist was Danny Devine as well. And Jeff Oglesby. And published by, as you said, Renegade Games. For a second there, I thought you were going to say it's Danny DeVito. Danny <laughs> DeVito. <laughs> yeah. Now I've got taxi in the head. Cool. Yeah. Um, that might go up on a lot more people's lists. <laughs> yeah, Danny DeVito. He did, nice. Uh, yeah. Right. So <laughs> good for you, Ryan. Wow, we should. Ha- I should. I should get a little effect in there and have like a little train bell. Ding ding, one sale. <laughs> there we go. Cool. So topiary. Yes. This episode is proudly supported by the amazing team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge, right here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology. Breakout Escapes escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team, ensuring their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. All right. What's the, what's what's Ryan's next purchase for the evening, Anna Marie? <laughs> well, following that one, I don't know if the type <laughs> of that exciting, but I I really like this game. So uh, this one was in 2016, and I I don't know. It, I just I feel like it didn't get traction, and but it uh, it's a deck builder, and I would say it's a light a light on the lighter side of deck building. But which is nice because you'd like to have that, you know, the different um, variety, right? You don't want everything to be super hard. But yeah. um, it's uh, two to five players. Just got my little sheets here. So two to five players, and uh, it was it is ranked um, nine thousand one hundred and forty five <laughs> on BGG. Oh it's sitting in the root cellar. <laughs> so it's quite a ways down, um, but it's also got a seven point four rating. So it's oh. got it's got a high rating on there. It's got some street cred. That's some peculiar <laughs> yeah, statistics <laughs> already. That's weird. Okay. Um, it was uh, designed by Derek Hodgins, Dave Phelps, and Jonathan Thwaites, and it was actually published by um, a local company here um, in the Cologne area, High Roller Games. Oh, this is. I know what this is now. This oh. is a great choice. And I <laughs> yeah, that it was 9,000 whatever. That's crazy to me. So go ahead. So any ideas? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't think so on this one. No. But, uh, I only pay attention to games made by people from taxis. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it was plus, Christopher plus, Lloyd. Plus, yeah. I didn't. Plus, I didn't even know games existed in 2016. Wait, are you trying to tell me Andy Kaufman has a game? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, thank you very much. <laughs> nice. So this one is um, Vikings Raid and Conquer. So it's a great deck building game with a great theme. It's got that Viking theme. It's from all Vikings. done. Vikings from the History Channel. Yeah, there's this series. Oh, um, okay. On the History Channel, and it was well done. And yeah. uh, and so, like, it's got all the art is just um, snapshots, like photos from yeah. from the show. Um, but I believe they're somewhat 
like filtered. I don't think yeah. that it's just straight up photo. Like I think it's yeah, it's no, like, it's a, it's pulled away and it's put on a different yeah. backdrop. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So yeah, it's just it's a simple deck builder. I mean, the first four rounds of the game, you're just kind of gathering cards to build up your deck. Um, starts out pretty basic. And then after you've got those four um, four rounds in, then you actually start to kind of add in some of the other actions um, where you're going to be, you're still buying more cards from the, you know, the Viking deck. You can buy um, long boats because you need a long boat if you're going to go on a raid. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can get, you can buy um, uh, silver, like so you got some tre- like things like that that you can buy. You can buy warriors just kind of on the um, for like one coin. So they're kind of nice. You can have something to buy if you don't have enough to buy one of the big cards, but you have too much to buy like a little card. So you can always get something, mm-hmm. which is nice. Your deck can always get built. Um, and they have a really cool mechanism that I haven't um, that I haven't really seen. It's a it's like a secret hidden action turn. So when you do your first, um, you pick up your deck. So you get like five cards. So you pick up your hand of mm-hmm. five. You kind of look at it, see what you've got. Like, okay, do you think I'm, am I going to uh, raid? Am I going to go on a raid party? And am I, am I going to go on a lone raid? Am I going to go um, attack one of the other players? Am I going to defend? You know, that kind of thing. Um, so you choose what you want to do. And then you've got this kind of just round piece of cardboard oh it's a shield right a viking shield that's what it is and they have the different actions you can take there you get a little kind of plastic clip that you stick on and then face down so that is set aside for after um first player will then so you guys all do that at the beginning then the first person lays down their uh their hand they decide like they buy their cards get get everything ready their cards stay out and then the next person does the same thing with their cards. You go on however many players you have, up to five. And then uh, once you've all done that, you trigger the, um, you all reveal what you've decided to do Simultaneously, that turn. Yeah. Reveal time. your secret actions. Mm. And so then you do like, if you, um, anybody who is defending, they're going to go first. So they'll just all defend. You can kind of um, set aside gold or silver, sorry, if you, for if you want to, later on maybe purchase a raid card if you're not maybe your cards just aren't in the cards for you and you're yeah. not really getting the uh you know the ability to um with all of your might and stuff to go uh raid and things like that so you can buy them uh and then so you get that done first and then you start with you know the attacks or the raiding and if two people are are both doing a raid party it then will um de- to determine who kind of is the leader of the raid party because you're not going to be able to have two people raiding like the same thing. It's going to mm-hmm. only be like one person. So they've, um, they've also got influence. And so in your cards, it's not just attack power, but you've also got influence. So you kind of see, you got to see when you're deciding like, Oh, I want to go on this raid party, but I have, I have a lot of attacks. So I think I could like get that card, that raid card that I want, but I have no influence. So if anybody else is going to, um raid like do a raid party then if they have any influence i'm not going to get it so you got to kind of strategize and figure out what you think the other people are doing um but it it's just a fun game and it just kind of goes in a loop like that (laughs) doing that until one person has five raid cards that triggers the end game and then you basically are just counting your victory points and you have victory points on your raid cards and on treasure that you collect in the game and it's, it's just a nice quick game and it's fun. Cause you're, I know even, I know some people, I, I don't think like having that IP there with the, with the pictures from like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I, I don't think it detracts from the game because no. I haven't even seen the whole series. I want to, it just is one of those that we haven't finished, but, um, but it doesn't like, I can obviously tell that they're Vikings yeah. and that going to plunder and the whole idea of the the plundering and gaining wealth and you know that kind of thing it's um it's there so i don't know i really yeah, like this the one. theme is very strong in this game yeah. it um it is built off of dominion um Anne-Marie hasn't done a lot of dominion so no. uh but it is built off dominion but it is better than dominion Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> ian's gonna weigh in on that one. <laughs> It's better. It's it's the, roughly the same game as Dominion, but 
instead of only being able to do one action per turn or buy one card per turn, your, your hand, you can use every card in your hand every turn. So you can buy as many cards as you want with as much money as you're given via your cards. You can use whatever actions, all of them or none of them on your, on your hand, if you like. So I could steal a ship from somebody or I could, whatever the, the actions might be. So instead of in Dominion where you can, you're super limited that way. Um, also the, the hidden action wheel is just like a game changer for me where you're totally trying to read the player across the table and what you think that they're going to do. Because like she said, only one person can be in charge of a raid party. So if we both select raid party, we have to just figure out via the cards who's in charge. And then they get to go on the raid to collect the raid card of their choice. And they can even uh, bring along the right. other player if they'd like. Yeah. Or they can leave them yeah, behind. Okay. But it's, it's that influence, cool. right? Influence, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you have the most influence, you are you are deemed uh, in favor the of the Earl. Yeah. yeah. And you get to, to go get these raid cards and uh, but if there's a raid card that you can't quite get to because you don't have enough strength you could bring that other raid party person along with you and you could get the bigger raid but they also get a little bit of plunder themselves um it's an awesome awesome game uh it, the the components are great these people in Kelowna uh we actually met them and went over to yep. their studio and played this game with them huh. when it was first coming out that was, that was ages fun. ago yeah and it was awesome. And I just, I just prefer it to Dominion. I understand that Dominion is what Dominion is, but it's under <laughs> expansions or whatever. But like base game Dominion versus this, I think Vikings is a better game. And I don't know um, Dominion that well, like I said, I don't, yeah. I haven't really played, but uh, I don't know if it's, they have a ton of cards too. I, it's just, I find that in Vikings, it's definitely not a game where I have analysis paralysis at all. It's just like, okay, what can I do? Okay, yeah. I'm going to do that. And it's not, you know, like, so it keeps it, it keeps it flowing. It keeps it going quickly. And it's just light. Like it's a, for a game where you're plundering, it, it's still light. <laughs> light yeah, it's quite light. It's quite quick. For two player, yeah. we can usually finish in 35 minutes or so. 35, 40, so yeah. And then with a group, it's an hour or so. But it's, it's awesome. The, uh, it's just, it's everything Dominion does, but a little bit more. And with that secret selection of actions, it just, I think it just makes it over the top better. I just found it, it was surprising that it was nine, like over 9,000. Right. <laughs> there, so. Well, do you think that the fact that it's from a TV show, maybe yeah. yes. just to kind of overlook it? Yes. So. And, the, and the box art uh, wasn't great. But inside the box, there's like a manual. Is the manual right there? Can you show them? Either way. Um, Let me see. The... Uh, the the art within the box there's a manual the, the board itself is nice the mm -hmm. art nice but i i felt the the box art itself wasn't super which is kind of um i do have well, i'm looking at some image shots i mean it's not gaudy and it represents the ip oh yeah Right. No, I know. I'm just saying that's the cover. But this but is the yeah. art that you've gone with, you know. This I is mean, the like, rule book. They could have had that on yeah. the that Right, been, yeah. Would have been better, so they, right? they missed fire in a couple of different things. I know. Well, they were probably getting studio notes and stuff for yeah. what it had to look like. Yeah. But the game itself is really, really good yeah. and addicting. We'll play three times in a night for sure. And uh, oh. Especially if you lose, you want to make it's just one of the best deck builders out there in my opinion honestly it's and it, it has no traction it uh well okay like it, it's not expansive right it's very it is what it is the whole game's right there in the box and it's yeah. it's it's uh there's nothing more to it so i think like pound for pound it, it's it's a fantastic game cool. yeah that's that's my hype train game hey <laughs> Vikings I'm, <laughs> I'm digging it because I mean, like, yeah. like you guys, like you guys mentioned the how people get turned. First of all, get turned off that that they're live images, right? And they're yep. not artist renditions. And then the fact that it's an IP. I mean, there's so many. Not, I don't want to say strikes against it, but there's so many Definitely. perspective sneers. I guess that people go, oh, they turn their nose up, right? It's like, oh, they they use the you know the the movie art or they use the yeah. Or right. even, well, I like this. I've never seen the show. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. is it for me? And I'm, yeah. I'm fully guilty of that because I don't think I would have bought this game except for I saw on the local news 
website here mm-hmm. ad- it advertised and i was like oh really a local game company making a game and you want to support uh, it yeah so yeah. i went out and bought it just because it was made in Kelowna, and uh then in, they, they contacted me through twitter to come out there and play it with them and nice. uh, i was like oh this is yeah and then it just blew me away it was yeah. fantastic yeah, because it definitely has that aesthetic that it would just be at one of those little pop-up shops in the middle of the mall during right. Christmas season. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, Vikings is hot right now. Here's a Vikings game with yeah. Yeah. Vikings calendars and everything like that. It has, totally, that, has that aesthetic. It, it does, but my goodness, it's it's Dominion, though. Like, yeah. it's, it's that good. It's really good. And I'm going to pitch this to the Dominion expert on staff here, Ian. I want to hear. I want to hear what's going what's on in your say? in your head. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, I think that I think that action. I'm curious. Curious about how that action wheel works because I think that's a really neat idea. It is cool, yeah. it and really, it's better uh, with a higher player count. It's good. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, it would be yeah because yeah. awesome with so high many player. moving yeah. parts. Yeah, it really sounds kind of um, race for the galaxy like that role selection and like kind of like race for the galaxy ish. Yeah. It's type of, type of thing in there. Yeah. And are there yeah, any other, are there any other kind of, I don't say penalties, but deficient, not deficiencies, um, lesser powerful actions. If people are taking the same thing, like the raid is the one where you said, Oh, if you're in competition for the raid and it's your yeah. influence, right. Are there any other kind of, Oh, we both pick the same thing. So we don't get as much kind of thing. Not really? No. The, um, if you defend anybody who defends can, um, you know, stick away some silver, um, lock it in. Mm-hmm. And anybody who attacks, uh, it, that's basically going to be when you attack somebody, um, if they have, if the person you're, is another little fun quirk, if some, the person you're attacking has done anything other than defend, so if they've chosen anything except defend, um, all you have to do is beat their base um, defense <sighs> of five. You only have to equal it. You have to equal or or exceed yeah. on your attack power of their base defense. If they've chosen defense, however, um, they're you they're yeah they're gonna have their base defense plus their base attack plus any attack they have put down in their cards. So then at that point, then you have to have a ton of attacks so you can beat that huge one. Otherwise, okay. but you don't nobody get anything, knows what anyone's doing. But it's right? all hidden, uh-huh. and so, so like. Uh, my hand might have a ton of attack, like uh, attacking cards in it, and but I know that Anna Marie's deck has a lot, like she's not much into attacking, so she defends all the time. It might not be worth me attacking her. It might be worth me just going on a raid. But in order to do a raid, you have to have drawn a longboat. So the more longboats you have, the more chances you have of going on a raid on and on any given turn. And mm. it's just it's super cool. It's you have to sit there and think and. and judge the person across the table what did they play last time versus what do you think that could come up this time because if you attack them and beat them you steal their plunder right i was going to say there's a bit of take that to it right yeah Yeah, you you take their cards and it's the first to five wins or triggers the end of the game so yeah if you're if you're taking if you win the attack you can um take one of their cards you can search through their discard pile and take one of their uh discards or you can blindly draw the top take the top card from their deck and if you have if you have successfully attacked them you also have the opportunity if they have a raid card if they've already gotten uh, a raid card to get that from them and to get that you need to beat their um their strength you have to have enough strength, strength to take well, them out and beat their raid card and, and on top of what their raid card is worth yeah. so if you're like super stacked you might you can you talk pile getting that right especially so, if they didn't choose defend that yes turn. they were doing <laughs> yeah. something else and you just slaughter them and then yeah. you go and take their <laughs> take their stuff but you so would have to have a really good good head. so you both probably have stories of oh i dodged oh, when i should have weaved yes yeah. <laughs> a lot of that where it's like no when they reveal the the everything at the same time right and you're like, i swear he's gonna he's not everything gonna. but that <laughs> yeah right and one then, of my favorite times in one of our recent uh or recent-ish, I guess, plays, is there's a card in there um, where you can either, you can choose, you can either take uh, take out one of your opponents, like the, uh, you know, the, the player you're targeting, you can take out one of their longboats, or you can search in your deck 
for an additional long vote. So depending on what you've chosen on your, you know, secret action. So I, I actually, I chose to take out one of his long boats, which saved me because he was coming to attack me that turn and he couldn't ta- attack me anymore because he didn't have a long boat. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked out in my favor yes. <laughs> that yes. turn. There's a, a lot. It can be very take that if it, depending on who chooses what. So th- this isn't a Care Bear game at all. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Good. It's super interesting. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, man. Ryan, did, did is it in the is it in your basket? No, it's not available on all these other. <laughs> uh, not, not at least not the popular ones. Yeah, not, yeah, not, I don't not, know. Not the big you ones. Look at their website. I think they sell it locally, but I yeah. I don't know. It's been yeah, that was uh, that was five or six five years ago, I guess, when we bought it. So oh, be careful because I think you just identified a unicorn for Ryan and and and. Uh, <laughs> And as Ian said, he's like one of the seven cryptography degrees that he has. He'll he'll solve this puzzle. Wow! Yeah. I just keep getting him. I, I keep getting more degrees as we're sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> I get episodes for you. <laughs> right on. Cool. Oh, two good games. Yeah, yeah. Those are. This would definitely be another one that I kind of just like. Oh yeah, that looks okay. Yeah, it, no it doubt. Definitely, definitely just has that. It's just way better than it looks, and it's yeah. that's the best I can describe it. It's it's, it's a game very that, similar to Dominion. If for me visually, it's a game that gets caught in the white noise. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what this special is all about. Yeah, we gotta, yeah. We gotta bring these. We gotta bring these games to light. So we got. So if we combine it, we got Vikings and Topiaries. Is is, yeah. is the sense Topiary, of this one? This guy and Vikings from her, right? Vikings <laughs> making Topiaries. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sven, that's a great looking giraffe. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Oh, I see. And topiary. I, ah, I might have to go. Yeah. See, I don't want to commit like Ryan did right away, but you know, uh, you'll see on Twitter be like, hey, Norm just bought this. Right. Yeah. No, it'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. let's toot toot for the for the hype oh, yeah. train. On these. Get, get, yeah, so we have to we get they get to sign it off. They have to blow the hype train horn. Give us a toot toot. Woo! Nice. nice. I'll put some big reverb on that too. <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, just before we wrap up, how would you guys tell us uh, about what you do on the interweb and uh, how people can find you? Yeah, you can find us. the The bulk of what we do is on Twitter currently, so you can see us on there at at the Meeple Dungeon and on our YouTube, which is slowly coming along. We put out a video every couple of weeks or so, trying to do more unboxings, reviews. And we're going to be doing top 10 lists and things like that on there. And we're actually going to have our own uh, our own podcast later this summer and uh, with a few other guys uh, locally here. And um, yeah, that's that's where you can find us, the Maple Dungeon. For now, that's that's our thing, and we're actually looking at putting together, fingers crossed, a convention oh. here. Yes, oh. so we'll have to talk. Yeah, so <laughs> it's uh, yeah, we're you know we're making our way there, but uh, yeah, you can see us on uh, Twitter all the time, constantly, as these three know. <laughs> yeah. And also, I want to plug the fact that very proud um, that uh, you guys are also contributing cast members to what you've been yeah. playing Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. we have not missed one week. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They they are much better than I am. Yeah, we're in the big C, <laughs> Captain. Way better than I am. <laughs> right yeah. on. That's a, such a fun, oh, uh, awesome. fun show to listen to. Quite yeah. enjoy contributing. So thanks again for having us on yeah. that too. Oh, it's so much. Well, and I don't know about about what you guys, but every time I hear it, there's always every episode. There's always a game I'm buying. Oh, absolutely. Everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's usually with the it, yeah cranky smile. It's like, oh, come on, you guys! I, I promised I wouldn't get another four games this month. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I always tune into what the Meeple Dungeon is talking about because they always have a very similar taste in game that I'm playing. Yeah. Yep. Or they they play a game usually about a week or two before I'm playing it, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, they just talked about it. Okay, in in a couple of weeks, I'll I'll make sure that I get to it. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, that is uh, we're getting to the wrap up point on a awesome hype train. 
Uh, Ryan, ding, ding on a purchase during the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll probably do some after show purchasing. So uh, that being said, um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for caring about what we have to say and, uh, and try to convince you to purchase. Um, I have been your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. And I'm Ian. And we'll catch you later. This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and we are Bridge City Board Gamers. And you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Board Gamers Saskatoon. You can find us on YouTube, Bridge City Board Gamers. We are also on Twitter, at BC Board Gamers. And of course, Board Game Geek, Guild number 3039.